Boom. We are back with episode 114. I am joined by Canadian prospect. Obviously, I like having Canadians on, being a fellow Canadian myself. I'm joined by Tisha Guthrow, who uh, fights out of Niagara top team. He's got a great camp there with Jasmine Jasuda Vicious, Aaron Jeffrey, Anthony Romero. The list goes on and on. It's probably the brightest camp in all of Canada right now. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring him in. Hey, man, how's it going? Good. How you doing, brother? Not too bad. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard the little intro there, but uh, I said you're fighting out of one of the biggest camps in, in all of uh, Canadian MMA right now. So how does that feel? Feels great, man. Uh, NTT. Yeah, starting out with them. Um, it's, it's been a journey. We're still just getting started, right? Yeah. Um, man, how are you doing over there in Ontario? I mean, I'm in Nova Scotia, so just got news that uh, COVID's hit elementary schools today so it looks like everything's yeah. being shut down how are you guys doing over there um like in niagara we're on orange zone so gyms aren't shut down yet and uh like you can still go into restaurants but no sitting down pretty much or if you are sitting down it has to be with someone from your own house so it's kind of weird right and then uh i know toronto they're shut down like everything so it's getting close to us i'm hoping hoping we stay open that's it yeah man it, it's it sucks too especially for you i mean you had a an amazing 2019 you went three and oh in the last six months to start off your 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 pro career and uh you had a lot of momentum coming into 2020 so talk a little bit about 2019 to you and and uh what's your assessment on on your 2019 2019 um it's a great year i uh i took like a six month break in between amateur and uh, pro, like, and I think it was good becoming pro. And then I just three fights in under six months. I had I don't know. I just kind of felt good and stayed in shape after every single one. Names kept popping up, so I just kept taking them. That's how this year probably would have went, but COVID, right? So, what was the uh, the reasoning there for the the long layoff? I mean, obviously you had a lot of momentum too coming into. Um jumping into pro i mean you had some some huge wins you were on a, quite the win streak as an amateur what was the reason for for that six months was it just to sharpen your skills was it an, a, a mental thing or, or what was it um it was just no one was asking to fight me to be honest and i wasn't finding a name so i was staying ready but just nothing came up i was out like always i'm always down to go but um yeah nothing came up so when that name popped up i went for it I was uh, I was listening to an interview uh, of yours early in 2020 before the COVID uh, before COVID hit uh, is the best way to put it uh, pre COVID um, and uh, one of the things you said is you wanted three fights in 2020 obviously that's going to change and everything changed and how did it alter your vision and, and everything for you? Um, it didn't. It just made me look at things differently and uh. I have to time out things differently now for next year. But um, with the new management I'm under, I think things are going to go the way I plan it. And if not, I'm not upset. I'm going to go with the flow and um, just keep getting better, right? Because you see guys at the UFC now, like, getting shot in the UFC with such a lot lower records. But the class is just, like, it's so high right now with even low yeah. records. Like, guys that aren't even hitting 10 fights, they're still, like, oh, my God. It's just, the level's really high right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I just had uh, I just spoke to Sasha Polite 
I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Palitnikov, uh, who's five and two and just got signed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're right now That's the level I mean. is is on, on a whole nother level. Um, yeah. So yeah, you get two or three fights and, and you're next in line. You, you know, you never know, and especially with COVID, there's so many opportunities right now. Yeah. So it's a crazy world right now, but so uh, I want to speak. Ready, right. Yeah, I think that's the big thing too. Stay ready, and the opportunity will come knocking. Um, I want to speak about your fight uh, for LFA. So first things first, man. What was it like competing for for an organization like LFA? Obviously, BTC and these Canadian organizations are great, but when you compete for an LFA, a Bellator, uh, even a Titan, uh, there's a whole there's a whole another level. So what was it like um, competing for an organization like that? It was good, man. It was it was so quick. So I. I kind of, I guess I didn't get like, I don't know. It wasn't a long build up, right? It was just nine days. I was just like, okay, I'm fighting here. Let's do it. I was just happy to fight. Like I was more, I think that's why it didn't really hit me. Like now I'm like, oh, the LFA, that's what's up. I knew it was on fight pass, I, but nothing really mattered. I was just more focused on fighting. It was just a relief, right? Like, yeah. But the LFA. Great promotion. Um, definitely want to fight for them again. Talked to the CEO right after my fight. Told him to give me full camp. I'm coming back and taking someone's head off. And he loved it. He actually got pumped. He was uh, excited. He's like, there was no crowd. And he's, I, I guess I still pumped him up for my fight. But, yeah, it was fun, man. That being said, I mean, obviously it wasn't a, in a losing effort against a very, very talented Justin Wetzel. So, um what's the what's the biggest lesson from that from that loss um i guess don't take a short notice fight <laughs> you know what i mean that's that's about it um not the biggest lesson is i i'm a lot better than i thought it was and um as in I don't know. I just felt in my, like, I was still in my zone. I don't know. I love fighting because the more I get in my zone in there and the calmer I am, um, yeah, it was just, it was just more experience, right? Just another fight. This one ended up to be the one that got me, but fuck it. I think that's the the sort of mentality you have to have. I mean, so you yeah. think about all the fighters that have had losses early on in their career. I mean, guys like GSP, I mean, look, look what happened to him. You know, so uh, I really think yeah. a loss early on really doesn't damage any fighter's stock. Better now than down the road, right? Later on, right? Yeah, 100%. That's the way I see it. Well, it was good. It was like, um, sorry, uh, go on. No, 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 you, you continue. I was, uh, was oh, going right. to ask another question, but you're good. Um, yeah, I was thinking, like the way I took it, I'm like, what if this was a short notice fight to the UFC? You know what I mean? I want to see how it would be just taking a short notice fight in a big organization and it all went well, right? Especially having no crowd, like everything was so new. So it was good to learn it now and take that yeah. and later on. Yes. Yeah. Just good learning experience. Exactly. I mean, uh, you saw it so much in the UFC, or especially at the beginning with guys like uh, Anthony Smith, when the no crowd really affected their, their performance negatively. As someone who was in there and experienced it, what was it like for you? It's fine. Uh I actually didn't even notice it, really. It was just, I was so zoned in. It was actually, I liked it better because the crowd pumps me right up. And I kind of focus on calming down. So, it, it was good. It was, 
I don't know. It wasn't much different, man. It was, I just wasn't as pumped. It was like, I had to get myself more excited. Well, I was just excited to fight. But, uh, no, I don't mind it. I'd rather the crowd, though. I love the, I love the fans, right? We're doing some gladiator shit in there, so people need to see it live. It's, yeah. it's exciting. What was it like competing on the same card as a, uh, a friend and a teammate, uh, uh, an Aaron Jeffrey, who obviously got the win in the main event? Oh, it's great, man. Um, usually our team actually fights together. We usually always have someone on the same card. So it was nice to come back after a year and fight with a teammate. Like once I heard Jeffrey was on it too, I, um, I, well, I was hopping on it no matter what, as long as my coaches were down. But once Jeffrey was on it, I was like, yeah, let's just, let's do it. It was a good fight. There's so much talent there uh, at NTT. I mean, Aaron Jeffrey, you, Jasmine, um, Anthony, uh, what's it going to take for one of these guys to get a shot in the UFC? Like, it's, they're always right there. Aaron had his chance. Anthony has chance. Jasmine, if she had won that fight, she would be in the UFC, in my opinion. What's it going to yeah. take to get over that hump? Just a couple more wins, man. Like, um, Romero, I'm pretty sure, just uh, signed a fight for the LFA. Yeah. So, once he takes out that guy, 9-0, that's he, that could be it. You know what I mean? That could be it. Or it could be before that. Who knows? I don't know. Just one more win. We're just going to keep winning. And then that's it. They're going to find us. But no stress, right? Time. It's in time. In time. What's the uh, what's the secret to the success there? I mean, there's so many other gyms in, in, in Canada that aren't finding the success right now that, that that you guys are. What What is the secret? I think it's a wrestling, to be honest. We got a high level of wrestling that Canada doesn't like. I don't know because Brock, right, number one in the country, and our head wrestling coach, Chris Prigget, like we're wrestling every day, all day, hearing it. So, um, and it's the grind. It's that wrestling grind we're here. Not even for um, just wrestling, but everything we do in our jits and our strike, we're grinding, but we're thinking smart, methodical, and he's just pushing us. It's a different mentality too. When you're in the room, if you ever want to come see the room, it's uh, there's a vibe in there. It's just, I don't know, you got to feel it. The energy's high. It's, uh, we're all thriving on, and hungry, you know? So when we enter when we enter that cage, we just we just feed off each other, right? The guy's feeding off of Aaron. He's feeding off of me. It was good. And even after my fight, I lost it, but I was still, like, I was happy I won it, you know what I mean? And I had to keep that spirit because he's about to fight. So it was it is what it is. Maybe once all this is over, I can go up there and, and poke my head in there and see what's yeah. going on. Because it looks like there's uh, whatever whatever it is, man, it's working. Uh, you guys are all doing really, really well. Um, and it's only a matter of time before uh, before there's a signing to the UFC or Bellator. Yeah, soon coming. Um, I'd like to ask about Canadian MMA. I mean, since George St. Pierre, there really hadn't been a big boom until Rory. And now it's kind of like down a little bit. Why do you think Canadian MMA is kind of like the standstill? There's not a whole lot of Canadian talent. Um, do you think it's lack of organizations in Canada? Do you think that's what it is? And what's it going to take to kind of get a push into the UFC? I think it might be management. To be honest, thinking about it and like looking at all our guys and seeing who they're managed by, I think it might be management. Like we have some high level guys, but like the management wasn't right. And I think that's what it was, to be honest. But who knows? That's my opinion, right? 
management because there's there's a lot of good guys and a lot of good fights but how do you get to that bigger light you need that management to put your name out there right so yeah for sure that's the way i see it yeah definitely i can't go without asking um you know i have a canadian fighter on i can't go without asking is gsp the goat for you and if you've ever had the chance to to meet the guy what was it like no i've never met him and is he the goat? To me, nah, he's not the goat. Sorry. He, um, I don't know. It's just because there's fights that he won that I thought he lost. You know what I mean? So, it's hard to say. I don't know who the goat is, man. Like, I think Bones might be the goat because all those wins, Silva, Khabib, who knows, right? I don't, I don't know. Like, my favorite fighters, you know what I mean? That's how I look at the sport. The GOAT, there's no GOAT. You can't be the GOAT. Khabib only won that, he only hold that championship for four, like, four times, right? Yeah, yeah, three yeah, defenses, yeah. Yeah, he's never been defeated before, but, like, neither has Bones. So, I don't, I don't know, but. Yeah, it's, it's such a, it's such a hard <laughs> conversation, man. There's, yeah. there's, especially with the, the weight divisions and the eras and, yeah. you know, um. It, it really, it really is. Obviously, being Canadian, I, I'm always gonna have the GSP. Oh, bias. I love GSP. Yeah, he's a G. And I, yeah, his his mentality is unlike anybody else's. His character, his class. Yeah. But no, he's, uh, he's top two for me, like for sure. But um, go. I don't, I don't know. There's a uh, so so you you had a long layoff. You wanted yeah. three fights. Probably a little bit unrealistic now with a month left, uh, I guess a month and like a few days. But uh, when do you want to get back in there? Is, is there a timeline that you're looking at for a return? Yeah, I'm thinking, I told my manager end of January. Um, and anytime after that, end of January, that's it. Once that happens, I'll be ready anytime after that. But I want like a six to eight week camp. You know what I mean? Is there any sort of uh, holes in your game that you feel like you have to have to fix up before the next one or just make sure you get a proper training camp in? Uh, proper training camp. The holes just get better everywhere. I want um, I'm just going to tighten up on some things. And uh, I want to – I've been thinking about, like, the sport differently lately and just, like, how to take these guys out, like, just end them real quick. And it's, like – Different ways of doing it, right? I can either take them down, choke them out, or just sleep them standing up. So I'm just figuring out those ways and get like getting them down, right? If I want to take you down, I'm going to find that way and I'm going to take you out. You know what I mean? Because, like, we don't get paid to fight, like, fucking 15 minutes, right? I don't, like, go in a decision. I want to put them out. I want that ref pull me off of them, like, and then I get paid. I don't get half of what I would have got paid. That's some bullshit. <laughs> Losing, man. Some bullshit. Yep. It's a, it's an eye opener, man. Having to pay everyone half of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when it comes down to it, like I'm fighting for that money, right? And like that opened my eyes, and just even losing, like, fuck, one round. I was, one round, one round, man. That's it. If I would have stopped that last, you know what I mean? Inches. This, this shit's a game of inches. It's just being calculated. And yeah, just tightening up all of that and then taking these guys' heads off. There's uh, 
in that same interview that I listened to, it was like the BTC Awards. Uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned potentially uh, going down to uh, to Alpha Male uh, to possibly get some training there. Obviously, yeah. Uriah Uriah Faber's got high level um, uh, submissions, and that whole team there. I mean, you look at what they've done and, and the champions that have come out of there. Is that still something that you're looking forward to? And and uh, and and what sort of how far away do you think it is realistically? Right now, I'm not thinking of that because of COVID. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing. I don't want to quarantine again for, like, unless I'm fighting, right? Yeah. Like, if they take that 14-day, like, quarantine away, I'm, da- I'm down to leave anywhere. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. The shit's got me out of standstill. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a... I want to. I'll ask you a couple more questions, and then I'll let you go. Um, yeah. There's a big fight this weekend. I don't know. A lot of guys don't don't tune into to, to certain fights. They they just focus on their own fights. But uh, Alex Perez versus Davidson Figueroa. Oh, Do no. you have a prediction? Yeah, yeah. I watch all the fights, man. Every fight, all the time. Bellator. It could be anything. I watch the prelims. Um, but yeah, that's a hard one. I was actually just uh, about to watch the countdown. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but, uh, fuck. I don't know. I was about to watch the countdown and make my prediction. I like to bet. So, I want Alex Perez to win. I like the underdog, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm always an underdog, but I don't know. He might get slapped. <laughs> like, I, I can't I can't tell you, man. I have to watch this, and then I'll message you after and let you know, okay? All right. Sounds after good. After I watch this, Yeah. <laughs> All right, perfect. And uh, last question: Is there anybody you want to shout out? Any sponsors that you want to uh, to thank? It and uh, this is your chance to do that. Yeah, um, I want to thank my management, Vice Sports. They got me. We're gonna do big things. NTT, we're gonna do big things too. Uh, Chris Prickett, DeMarc Antonio. Um, all my teammates, sponsors. Weird times right now. I don't got any, but. Check it. Next fight's going to be a big one, whenever that is. Um, And they're going to hop on because we're going to show up. But, uh, no, thanks for having me, brother. Now, thank you for jumping on. And uh, for any sponsors that may be watching, man, this guy is very, very legit. Um, one of the brightest prospects, in my opinion, out of Canada. And uh, if you know the success of Niagara Top Team, you know good things are coming. So um, best of luck, man. Stay safe and hope all is well over there. And uh, wish you the best of luck. Okay, thank you, brother. Take care. All right, boom. There we have it. Uh, Tisha uh, Guthrow, been a fan of his for a little while. Uh, like I said, and like we talked about, one of the brightest prospects out of Canada. If you haven't yet, make sure you donate to Prostate Cancer. That's why I'm rocking this thing. And uh, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And I will see you guys next time.